if you feel like your kid is having a lot of symptoms, not even necessarily diagnosed with something serious, but you feel like something's off, I really empower you as parents to look deeper beyond conventional medicine and start looking at the root cause of what's what the problem is. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated, Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in, for being a part of our True Form Life community. We're coming at you with a brand new show. We appreciate whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. So stick around. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated, Exploring Mind and Body. Dr. Nellie Gluzman, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Drew, for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here today. It's our pleasure. We're excited to have you on the show. And thank you. You did mention that you listened to this show in the past as well. So that means a lot. We appreciate that. Thank you. So before we get into anything, we want to know who you are, what you do. So tell us about yourself. Hi, everybody. Um, so my name is Dr. Nellie Gluzman. Many people call me Dr. Mom because I am a mom of an eight-year-old now and a physician. And yes, I have been listening for so many years to the show. So I have not always been a holistic pediatrician, which is what I consider my myself to be right now. I was trained in conventional pediatrics. Um, so what that means is, is regular conventional Western medicine. I specialized in working in a hospital setting, working with the sickest hospitalized kids, um, the ones that were unfortunately in the intensive care units, the ones that needed a lot of help, frequently hospitalized. My job was getting them healthy um, and out of the hospital. And I was really good at that. I was able to bring a kid with pneumonia or asthma or really severe dehydration into good health and to go home. But when my child was about three years old, she started to get sick a lot. And I mean, every little virus would turn into a, a serious bacterial infection. In a one, one year, she was in about seven courses of antibiotics. And that was not okay. And the most baffling part of this all was, how did I not know how to keep her healthy? And so I realized that conventional medicine is so good at making sure that we can get a really sick child or adult healthy. It's really good at making sure that their symptoms are resolved, but it doesn't really address the root cause of the problem or how to prevent it. That That's the world of holistic medicine. So I embarked on a journey to heal my child. I was uh, tired of being scared, frustrated, worried about her future. I, I was tired of not feeling adequate enough as a physician to be able to send these kids home, but also tell them, how do you make sure that your child doesn't come back into the hospital setting? And um, so I learned functional medicine, um, integrative medicine, um, herbs. I studied botanicals, the mind-body connection, and now I have a practice in New York City, which is called Blossom Pediatrics. It's a holistic pediatric practice. That's awesome. So you started out in 
conventional medicine and you found that that wasn't the direction you wanted to go? Um, I love that direction. But for, I mean, even just for my own family and for my own child, it wasn't enough to keep her healthy. For many kids, that that is enough. You, you can do a conventional approach. But so many children are having more and more issues that are considered to be chronic right now, chronic health conditions. In fact, I, I would even say that this is an epidemic. There's an epidemic of chronic childhood illness, and we don't have enough in conventional medicine to address how to prevent it and to address the root cause of it. And so now I practice both conventional pediatrics and holistic pediatrics. Well, isn't so correct me if I'm wrong, would we it would be fair to say that holistic medicine is more directed towards prevention and conventional medicine would be more direct towards treatment? Yes. And so both are really important. Of course, you need both to to be fully healthy. Um, holistic medicine, yes, we want to talk about prevention. We want to address the root cause of a problem. I'll give you an example. Uh, so, so many kids and adults, but because I'm a pediatrician, I'll just talk about kids for now. So many children right now have a problem with um, things like eczema, rashes, Another name for this is atopic dermatitis. The numbers of kids who are having these problems is is really on the rise. And so I'll talk about that because a lot of families and parents can relate. So when you go to a regular doctor, let's say you're like the best parent and you take your kid to the best specialist, the, the, a dermatologist, for example, or their regular doctor or their pediatrician, and you have a kid with this rash and it keeps coming and it keeps making your kid not sleep at night, itching constantly, miserable. Uh, I mean, you're worried as a parent because you don't know what's causing it. And your child is freaking out because it hurts and it itches and it's really uncomfortable. And so you go to the best physician and that's conventional and they give you an amazing steroid cream. It will always work because it works. It's an anti, it's an anti-inflammatory. It calms the inflammation right on the spot. Within a few hours, your child is going to feel better amazing great sounds good so you go home you use the stuff but you haven't addressed the root cause of why this is happening in the first place and uh, most often the rash will come back the itching the scratching not sleeping at night worried about what's going to trigger this next it might come back now some families are lucky enough to know what the triggers are that's also in the world of conventional medicine so let's say they go mm, okay well you know maybe it's the it's the uh, the, the detergent you're using, or perhaps it's a food that your kid is eating because allergies are a big trigger to, for a lot of kids. Well, that's also wonderful to know what the problem is that that's causing it. So you could avoid it, but you haven't addressed the root cause of it, of, of why your child is having such severe reactions to seemingly regular things like foods. So addressing the root cause of why there's such a significant and, and severe response to these triggers is the practice of holistic medicine. Tell me what your day-to-day -day looks like. I'm, I'm always interested because I worked with, actually, when I first started out years ago, I had a couple doctors that were in my fitness class and they were like so drained. Like they would come like dragging themselves to class just to get some energy into some life in themselves. But they look like they could be sleeping, standing up. <laughs> oh yeah. I've been through that. That <laughs> I'm I'm glad I've been through that because um now I'm really well trained well trained to be able to function under severe 
conditions. I think that most physicians that became physicians <laughs> are, um, have know exactly what that feels like. It's kind of, I almost want to say it's like a hazing process uh, because sometimes you do have emergencies and you're tired. And so, yeah, I, I could totally relate to the, the, the doctors that you've met. Uh, I'm so grateful for the fact that I restored my circadian rhythm <laughs> because, I mean, this is such a fundamental, um, fundamental human need sleep nothing will work if you can't sleep and so my my day today um is a lot more healthy now than it was before because i realized that there's just some very important basic things and this is what i teach all my the families that i work with when i work with them in reversing these chronic illnesses you have to have certain things in your life in order to be fully healthy you have to have and this and i'm, I'm following this to the best of my abilities so sleep so that means going to sleep at a certain time every day more or less and then getting a right amount of sleep and also waking up around the same time if you can my day today is is better than it was before when it comes to sleep but i do sometimes work uh, overnight shifts in the hospital systems when they need me and so my sleep Sometimes it's disturbed, but mostly I try to be really aware of when I'm going to sleep. But not only that, it's high quality sleep. So I'm struggling with this one. And if <laughs> and I've, I know you've had uh, conversations on your show about sleep before. So you and many of your listeners know that it's not just the quantity of sleep, but the quality of sleep. And we want to minimize blue lights and certain kinds of light exposures. Um, and that in order to get uh, the right kinds of high quality sleep, making sure that we have the right REM sleep, melatonin production, and that goes hand in hand with getting sunshine during the day. So my days always, no matter how busy I am, almost always include getting sunshine. I mean, I'm talking about direct sun in my face for about 15 minutes. I know this is super controversial and I, I actually feel very strongly about why it's so important to get sun exposure every day. I'm not saying burn. I'm not saying stay in the sun during, I mean, really strong sun. If you're, if you're uncomfortable, if you're burning, different skin types need different things. Different people need different amounts, but we're going into the winter season now. This is when we're recording in the, in September and I, I'm in New York right now and I really want to make sure that I boost up my vitamin D levels as best as I can. So the best way to do this to boost your natural vitamin D is sunshine. There is no more natural way to do this. This is fundamental holistic medicine. So I, I get about 15, 20 minutes of right, 10 to 20 minutes of sunshine every day. Um, and water, we need to drink water and <laughs> lots of it in order for everything to work. So I, I work on that. Um, and of course, eating as much as possible of local, uh, seasonal, and our organic healthy foods that have soil on them um, every single day. So that's kind of my day today. I teach this to my child. She's eight now and school just started. So I'm really excited. Um, uh, and I work out, I do yoga um, and I run now and uh, lots of strength training as well. It's my day today. When it comes to working, I yes, you're right. I, uh, doctors tend to work a lot. so. <laughs> I think we're all kind of a society based on getting a lot of work done. I mean, how about you? Do you think we're kind of overworked? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, without question. It's like we don't take care of ourselves. And it's kind of funny, like, what, like as entrepreneurs, as, as you would know, I, I almost I feel like it's a little bit different, but at least we enjoy what we do. I feel like I like got really, it's really hard 
for me to help understand the people that you go to work every day for most much of their life that don't really enjoy their work but they they're doing like most of your life is, is is your work and so i mean i feel very grateful that i love what i do but we work that's that's what we do <laughs> actually it, it's funny that you say that because i i actually don't consider my holistic practice to be work <laughs> so when people are asking me like what are you doing and i'm deep inside of working but i, I actually don't consider it to be work it's kind of my life's calling and i identify it with it so much and so i, I do work um in hospitals so i'm really familiar with what's going on right now and how many more kids are being um, admitted to the hospital system because of anaphylactic food allergies or things like asthma exacerbations and even like really severe eczema or rashes. Um, and it's really humbling to, to see like how much change can be done just by implementing some a holistic approach, a root cause approach to health for these kids who are frequently hospitalized. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Like we as a society, I feel like unfortunately aren't exactly getting better i feel like there's almost more people on prescription drugs and standing in front of pharma pharmacies waiting for help but then we have kids on top of that and the kids my gosh you know like we've been in school systems and uh, you know we know what it's like i know what lunches look like and i don't want to get into that because parents get like super ex upset when i like bring up anything when it comes to what they're feeding their kids. But I don't think that kids in general, at least like I think what you're doing is amazing because at least you can get to them at an early age before it's like, oh, I see people when they're in most cases 40, 50 and they're like, what do I do? And I'm mm -hmm. like, well, you should have seen Dr. Mom uh, 40 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I have good news and bad news related to what you just said. So I'm in the U.S. and it's about 43% of children in the U.S. have a chronic health condition. Now, what is chronic is, is another question. Here's what a, I consider to be a chronic medical condition when it comes to children. The first definition, in my opinion, of a chronic childhood illness is that it's prolonged. So usually lasting about three months or more. The second definition of what I consider to be chronic is that it prevents your child from doing being a child. And what that means is, are they missing a lot of school? Are they missing a lot of birthday parties because they need to be be really careful about what they're exposed to are they going to the emergency room a lot hospitalized a ton or even you know a few times in their life do they need antibiotics frequently um do they need a lot of a lot of medical support do they have to carry around a medication with them because a lot of kids need to have epipens with them to prevent severe uh, reaction. The third definition of what I consider to be chronic is that this problem will not spontaneously resolve. So it, it's not just like um, an acute illness, like a cold, and it's going to go away by itself. And it's all um, rarely cured completely. So you might have ups and downs, but let's say these rashes that your kid is getting, they come and they go. So that's what I consider to be a chronic uh, chronic childhood illness. And the numbers of kids who are having these problems has been on the rise. I mean, I keep talking about this, but I, I have some numbers for you, which I'll ask you, Drew, like, does this seem like an adult number or a child number? Uh, 12, about 13% of kids in the U.S. have eczema, chronically. Um, food allergies, about seven and a half percent of kids have true food allergies and of those about eight percent um have have like it's it's food related about 40 percent have had in their life a serious life-threatening emergency where they needed to be in the emergency department making sure that they stop they don't stop breathing 
um, about 40% of those have to carry an EpiPen with them. So the, I have more and more of these numbers. That's all bad news. The good news is that when you address these problems early on, meaning in childhood, you can completely reverse them. It might take a month. It might take many months. It might take a few years, but they're reversible. And I feel really strongly about this message that there's so much you can do as a parent to reverse these chronic childhood illnesses. That's awesome. Okay, let's do it. How do you do it? How, how do we How do we help them? The approach that I take is grounded in functional medicine, which looks at it, it looks at basically root root cause. It's root cause medicine for physicians. Um, I also look at the mind body connection all the time through the whole process. So we need to address that. Even young children need need to start kind of having a few moments of quiet. Even the young ones can take a few breaths. This is more important now that more important now than ever because we have so much coming our way and so many kids are being um, virtual schooled now. The screen is in front of everybody's face. And so just teaching these young kids to go inward really does help restore the mind body connection. It's also the mind is also very closely linked to the immune system. And a lot of these medical conditions are an immune problem caused by too much inflammation. So we want to calm everything down even at least once a day for a few minutes. And then we get into the nitty gritty of it, which is what, how do we approach it? So we, I use botanicals, I use herbs, I use traditional wisdom, like things that our great grandparents knew. Um, uh, a lot of medicines that are used for traditional cultures. And a lot of this is common sense and some of it is not so common sense. So the first, the first part of understanding what causes a lot of these illnesses is to, Think about your particular child and what they were exposed to. So many kids in the U.S. that have these illnesses have something called gut dysbiosis. And I know, Drew, that you had so many guests on this show talk about gut health. <laughs> but many people are not familiar with how it translates to chronic illnesses in children. So gut health doesn't necessarily mean that when you eat a food, you might have constipation or diarrhea, vomiting, bloating. A lot of people have belly pains. Kids can have these things, too. Those are easy because you can see a direct correlation between eating something and then having feeling bad. So that's simple. A bit more complicated is how gut health translates to these chronic illnesses, especially when it comes to eczema or rashes, allergies, and wheezing or asthma. So I, I go, the theory that I use is, well, one, we actually know that gut health is not optimal for a lot of children. We also know that things like uh, antibiotic use dur during pregnancy increases the risk of allergies in children. We know that um, intrapartum, meaning during labor and delivery, antibiotics, which are used a lot um, to prevent certain types of infections, um, actually modify the microbiome. That is, that is the bacteria, the yeasts, the viruses, the parasites that live in everyone's guts. That gets altered in children um, even when they're three months old. So three months after the, the mom who was in labor got antibiotics can have an alteration of her gut health. We also know that antibiotics used in the first month of life has been associated with cow milk allergy, and that's on a rapid rise. So many babies can't tolerate their own mother's milk right now, and they need to be put on chronic medications. We know that there's a very clear association between antibiotic consumption and allergies in general. We know that we get 
as a society prescribed antibiotics a lot and i'm not saying that there's anything wrong with antibiotics but they're very much overused so a lot of kids who have ear infections or respiratory illnesses like coughing and, and um you know sometimes even like like shortness of breath or not being able to breathe lots of coughing fevers a lot of practitioners are prescribing antibiotics so a lot of foods that we are eating have antibiotics on them especially conventional th things like conventional meats animals get fed antibiotic rich foods because they need to prevent infections so we're surrounded by these antibiotics that literally alter the gut health sometimes this is needs to be done and sometimes when you do that you also need to restore the good bacteria in the gut um now a lot of things can happen if we don't have the right microbiome or proper gut health. Um, if you have don't have enough beneficial in the gut, for example, you could have a small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. A lot of listeners might know this as SIBO. Um, you can have something called a leaky gut. And I, I in, in my opinion, this is why there's so many children who have these, these chronic conditions. The lining of the gut is called endothelial lining. Right underneath that, our blood vessels. When we eat foods, the, the digestive system breaks up all the foods and then the food gets absorbed in through the endothelial cell. It's one cell layer thick and into the bloodstream. There are small molecules and it's selective. When you have a disturbance of a microbiome or dysbiosis, whether it be from a lot of toxicity or not having enough uh, proper stooling like constipation or you have just poor microbiome, not enough diversity, or not enough um, amounts of the good bacteria that we need to be healthy, helping us helping us break down food um, and digesting things and keeping us strong. Then the cells start to break down, and in between the cells, the large molecules come into the bloodstream. That's allergies. Those large molecules come into the bloodstream. The immune system does what it's supposed to do and attacks the the molecules. And this is why you have such strong reactions to seemingly normal things like um, seasonal allergies and foods and all sorts of things that are completely normal. Dogs, cats, pollen. There's nothing wrong with these things, but the body starts to create these massive, massive reactions. And that's why we have such a huge epidemic. So, so what can we do? So we have, we're overprescribed. The doctor says, here, do this. But as a parent, in most cases, we just listen to our doctor. What can we do instead? Step one, we want to understand that genetics are not to blame. A lot of families have been told that, you know, this is just genetic. Uh, maybe mom or dad had allergies or eczema or asthma. And so this is your child's fate. But this is actually very dangerous to say because 20 years ago, we discovered that epigenetics is a science. There's plenty of evidence for that. And what that means is environment can influence and does influence genetics. Genetics has nothing on environment. So the first part is understanding that there's so much you can do when you change the environment of your child. That environment, step two, is what is outside the body and what's inside the body that is not serving your child. So that means decrease toxicity. Stop eating foods that are not food. We all know that. But there are all other things like supporting the body's uh, actual uh, ability to detox. There are so many herbs that I love to use with my patients that are just amazing and very safe and effective. Um, I lo kids love baths. And so we also use a lot of products in the bathtub like Epsom salt to not only restore a lot of the minerals that are missing, but also help the body detox. I'm a huge fan of Epsom salt, bentonite clay, um, Juicing is another one. Big, big fan. Um, when you want to rid the body of excess toxicity, 
having homemade real juice, juice, not just sweet juice, but like 50%, at least 50% vegetables and healthy stuff. And because it's kids, we need to kind of convince them to drink it. So like another 50% of sweet things like fruit in and make it at home if you can or smoothies. And that also helps detox. So we want to minimize, again, minimize the exposure on the outside. We want to try to prevent kids from running on lawns, lawns that have been sprayed by Roundup because glyphosates are a big toxicity for children right now. We want to make sure that we minimize uh, plastics in our environment. I mean, when I test kids who I work with, they get sprayed, they, they get so much heavy metal environmental toxicity and it's overloading the system. And, and the third thing we can do to prevent, stop this problem, and the most major part is restoring gut health. Um, we do this in two ways. We give the body what it needs to heal. We literally feed kids with what they need to heal and seal the gut lining. And for many children who are um, who have are not restricted in their dietary intake, that means meat and poultry stocks and broths, because that's literally the kinds of fats and collagens that our guts are made of. Kids who are in a pescatarian household, fish stocks, fish broths. Um, there are a lot of healthy fats that need to be eaten in order to literally restore the endothelial lining. And uh, the my favorite part, the second part, is restoring the microbiome properly. I always say a ferment a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I've yeah. never heard of that. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, that's the problem. That's the problem because did you know that fermented foods, like even a teaspoon of sauerkraut, a type of ferment, has more live, beneficial, potent um, bacteria, the kinds that we literally need to be alive and be human and digest everything, than most probiotics that we find on the market. There's many, I mean, you can't compete. You, it's two different things. So that's, that's the basic last step. That's awesome. I feel yeah. like I should hug you. Thank <laughs> you for uh, sharing all that with us. Thank I'm you. like, yes, keep going. <laughs> oh, and I, I need your ginger ferment. You did. Yes. How was it? Was it, was it good? Amazing. Awesome. Even as a holistic pediatrician, I had no idea that this was possible with ginger. <laughs> it's so, so thank good. you. This oh, is super fun. <laughs> You're welcome. I love it. I love it. It's so easy to make it. And I'm a big fan of ginger too. So it works out well. We do have to wrap things up. Uh, yes. Last words are, if you feel like your kid is having a lot of symptoms of maybe, maybe uh, sick a lot or having a lot of constipation or diarrhea, not even necessarily diagnosed with, a, with uh, something serious, but you feel like something's off, I really empower you as parents to look deeper beyond conventional medicine and start looking at the root cause of what's, what the problem is. There are so many amazing books and resources, and fortunately, this kind of medical practice is popping up everywhere, more so for adults than kids, but still, there are so many amazing solutions. Very often, that starts with the most basic fundamental uh, change in your household, which is restoring gut health. And so, um, even if you're feeling frustrated and scared and nervous that your kid is going to have this problem forever, I am telling you that these chronic childhood illnesses are completely reversible. And this is these are permanent solutions. Awesome. Can you tell us where we can find out more details about who you are, what you do, product services, what you got for us? Yeah, thanks. So I, I have my if you're in New York, 
um, you can find me in New York City. Um, and my practice is Blossom Pediatrics. Um, you can find me online at blossompediatrics.com. Um, and for our national and international um, audience, I also offer a 30-day course. It's called 30 Days to Rescue Your Child's Health. It's a live course. So you'd be speaking directly with me every single week. And the focus of the course is to give you all the information that you need to literally reverse and heal your child from the inside out. Um, and that could also be found on my website, blossompediatrics.com. And for the listeners right now, uh, the next course, it's a small group and it's filling up really quickly. It's um, starting in November, um, f- November 15th. And for um, the listeners of this podcast, I'm offering a 20% discount and the discount code is BLOSSOM. Awesome. Dr. Nellie Klusman, that was amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. You can always find us on Facebook.com slash True Form Life. We post stuff there a couple times a day on our story. We're always trying to bring you more content around living a healthy lifestyle, whether that be nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. We also have free challenges that we do at least once a month. So if you follow us along there, you'll be able to join maybe a plank challenge or a squat challenge, Tabata challenge whatever it may be we'd love to have you join us we're also on instagram.com slash drew tadia again we're posting up there a couple times a day along with our story all dedicated to keeping you fit and healthy and on track our main website is trueformlife.com if you want to check out some of our products some of our services or if you just want some great content from videos to blog posts and recipes and more we got all that at trueformlife.com once again thank you so much for being here that's it that's all i got i'm out of here as always i'm your host drew tadia in health and fitness for a better world thanks for listening you've been listening to exploring mind and body with true form life's drew tadia fitness expert to find out more about the show drew tadia or to listen to past shows visit exploringmindandbody.com